Hey, hey, and welcome to another podcast, Valley Sunday. I am one of your hosts, Chris Paco. And I'm your other host, Jeff Cameron. How's it going, Jeff? That's it's pretty decent. How about you? Just going well. Going well. It's getting nicer out. I feel like you can get out get outside with the top down. If you're mm-hmm, luckily mm-hmm. enough if you're lucky enough to have your own monkey mobile. <laughs> which works very well, actually. A good segue on my part. Because today well we have monkeys number fifty three, monkeys race again, aka leave the driving to us. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The episode fifty three makes me think, and the title of the episode is this like a Herbie reference? Could be. That's a good question. Wait, 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 wait. Is Herbie a thing yet? I believe. I believe Herbie's. I think Herbie's like an early sixties situation. Hmm. Well, we'll get we'll get the boys down in the podcast Valley Lab <laughs> investigating that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, maybe not. Sorry, they just—they were very quick on that. They got back to me, and apparently, the movie came out in 1968. So, oh, perhaps. Oh, it was like hot shit. Actually, I'm reading here. Herbie <laughs> was based on Monkey's Race Again. That was the whole Amazing. genesis of Herbie was Monkey's Fantastic. Race Again. <laughs> so, um, we're directed here by Mr. James Frawley again, main man like James. It. Written by Dave Evans, Elias Davis, and David Pollock. Originally aired February 12th, 1968. So we open up on a glorious shot of the Monkey Mobile, which mm. I, I always thought we saw the Monkey Mobile more, I gotta say. Cause we're, we're coming to the end of season two, and, and when you see the Monkey Mobile, it's still an event. Mm-hmm. It's true, yeah. It feels like you, you hardly ever see it. Yeah, it's weird. And uh, so three of the boys are working on it, Mike, Davey, and Peter. Well, Mike is underneath it, and Peter's handing Mike tools, and Davey's just, like, standing on the driver's seat watching them. (laughs) And with Mike going underneath the car, I wouldn't want someone standing in the car or even sitting in it. I want as less weight as possible. Not even little Davey? Not even little Davey. I wouldn't even want you to put your can of Coke on it. I'd be like, man, I'm underneath this thing. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Mind you, I don't work underneath cars very often, so maybe it's very safe. I don't know. <laughs> so the big, huge blower thing that's on the, the hood of the car, to reiterate how I don't know much about cars, it's taken off and it's sitting beside the car, but it's still an awesome-looking shot of the Monkey Mobile, even without that enormous blower thing. Yeah, and it's a rare, another sort of rare shot of the, like, the garage outside. Yeah, true enough. I mean, quote-unquote outside yeah (laughs) so mike asks peter to give him a push under the car and then peter nudges him with his foot and mike zooms right underneath the car and out the back and then it reverses and the film goes backwards he goes zooming back under the car and ends up where he was still a classic frolly move a little bit from the very this this episode actually has a few little uh throwbacks to the early monkeys episodes Hmm. it's true yeah the fast motion stuff really Feels very monkeys. Yeah, and the backwards uh, footage as well, backwards film. So the red phone rings, and Peter hands it to Davey and goes back to messing around with the car. And Davey, like, talks for a little bit, and then he hangs up. And he says it was T.N. Crumpets, a friend of his grandfather's. And I wonder if it was the same grandfather that tried to ruin Davey's life by taking him back (laughs) to England in in season one, if he's still trying to get Davey away from the band. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Might be on the other side of his family. Maybe. No no grandparents like what Davey's doing with his life. <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> so um, he says uh, that Crumpets has been winning all of the auto racing awards. 
and he needs their help. And then Peter asks, Why call on us, man? We haven't won an award in years. So Mike says that they can help him, and he asks for the phone, and then Peter just puts the phone on the floor. Then Mike tells Dave to start the engine, and suddenly the phone revs up, and it drives out the door, (laughs) and closes the door behind it. It's a very polite phone. Pretty slick. And if you had a hilarious phone hijinks on your monkey's bingo card, you're in luck, before the intro even. Definitely, definitely. Did you get an intro time? Oh yeah, it's about uh, buck seventeen. We hit the intro. Couple uh, camera trick sight gags. <laughs> Establish the stakes. <laughs> Davey just kind of does a little line reading. I don't know. I don't. I don't want to say they're phoning it in, but it's compared coming from the last episode to this episode. This this see feels a little like motions are being gone through. I mean. 100%. Mickey doesn't even show up yet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I would say they're literally phoning it in because they have that phone gag at the very beginning. <laughs> the, the, the phone is the, the, the biggest gag of the whole intro. So anyway, yep. go to the intro. <laughs> and uh, I got to say, I was expecting like some sort of race themed theme coming back from the, int- from the, the credits because that's what they've been doing. But this was just like we've heard this one before. Race theme theme. How would you how would you do this? I don't know. It depends. Like I was trying I was trying to think like, ooh, how are they gonna do this one? And maybe they had the same thing. We're like, what the hell's a race theme? Like there's <laughs> there's like the trumpet, like, you know, but that's not for car racing. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. When my when my I don't know if you remember, but when my kids were little, they used to call uh, the Star Spangled Banner the NASCAR song. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's the only time they'd hear it. And it's essentially true, though. It might as well be. (laughs) So uh, we show up at TN Crumpet's car place, and uh, the boys are freaking out about all the cool cars and stuff. And in all honesty, it really just looks like a bunch of leftover stuff from a laboratory set. Like, yeah, and like they don't really establish where they are. They're like, (laughs) so during the commercial, the boys drove the monkey mobile to Europe. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> true enough there's there's a lot of weird things like that in this episode as well again like the phone it in it should be called the monkey's phone it in that's <laughs> what this episode should be called it already has an aka so there's a new aka the monkey's phone it in and uh so a butler comes out and scares them classic monkey scare and this is a uh, maurice dalamore and he he introduces tn crumpets played by william glover and he and Davy start chatting, and he says, Yes, well, you see, I fear some absolute rotter is sabotaging my vehicle. Yes, but are you having some trouble with your car? So Peter and Mike check out the car, and they rip off the blower thing off that car as well, and it explodes. <laughs> and uh, Peter says that that was the work of saboteurs. And then finally, Mickey decides to show up. I don't know how <laughs> he found them. He just like comes walking in the door nonchalant, like he's been there the whole time. <laughs> And he says that uh, his mechanic does that all the time. And, and, and uh, Crumpets goes, Certainly no improvement. <laughs> <laughs> Crumpets, <sighs> we'll get he's, to he's it. He's had it already. He's just another one fucking grown up, just fed, like almost immediately fed up with the monkeys. <laughs> They're just their existence. 100%. But you know what? I've got to be with Crumpets on this, but also not with Crumpets on this. Because. Yeah. Why talk to Davy's grandfather and say, "Hey, I'm being sabotaged, 
and my pit crew's missing. And he's like, oh, my son's a musician. Why don't you call him and his friends to come fix your award-winning race car? They're wildly underqualified. Wildly. It's like if you said, hey, TN Crumpets, we need somebody to write a song for us. Can you help us out? It's the, the same level there. God damn. So anyway, so we cut to a sign that says, uh, Baron Von Klutz, maker of the Klutzmobile. And inside, it's two, like, let's face it, two Nazis. And <laughs> they're working on a car with what looks like an iron cross on it. Okay. This is, this is something. My we're, goodness. We're not too far removed from, you know, the Blitz and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> we got this uh, Britain versus Germany thing going on. Yeah. Oh, boy. And so this is the Baron, played by David Hurst, and Wolfgang, played by Stubby K. Great name. Man, oh, man. It, that looks like it's his given name. <laughs> like, <laughs> so they can't get the car to run, and the Baron asks what the problem is. And he says, Same old problem. What's that? The car stinks. <laughs> and so the Baron walks away. And, and just for say, this car does not stink. This is like an, an amazing automobile. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the Baron walks away, and he calls for a periscope, and it comes down from the ceiling. And he looks into it and he sees a boat getting blown up and he starts laughing and he says, Memories, memories. Even the periscope can't forget. Oh, man, oh, man. man. <laughs> so um, he looks back into it and now he sees uh, the monkeys working on the car and Peter's sawing the engine. And <laughs> Mike seems to be scrubbing the car, but he's not touching it with the brush or the sponge. Davy's filing wood and Mickey's nailing a nail into like the body of the car. Ah. <laughs> so Baron says they have a very strange techniques and tells Wolfgang to look, but then he says he can't. And the Baron asks why, and he says, You're standing on my foot. Classic. Uh. And so uh, the Baron moves and Wolfgang looks through it and he says there must be a trick because who would be so stupid to treat a machine this way? And then we see through the periscope and then all four boys take a bow. <laughs> 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 They're that stupid. The Baron sends the periscope up to the ceiling and he slams his fingers in the handles. And he says, they must think up a plan. So we cut to Peter, Davy, and Mike looking at a bunch of wires on the engine. And then Peter slaps it with another wire for some reason. And Crumpet asks if it's a big problem. And Mickey, he's like pulling a tiger's tail out of uh, the gas tank. And then all of a sudden the tail pulls right out and apparently like rips off the tiger that's in the tank. But then the tiger yelps like a dog. So, I don't know what's going on. Because, like, uh, an SO slogan is uh, put a tiger in your tank. Oh, there you go. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And uh, did you know SO is short for standard oil? <laughs> no. Yeah. Weird. Right. You're learn learning a lot today, Paco. I truly am. This is uh, eye opening. <laughs> <laughs> so, the Baron and Wolfgang come marching in, like, literally marching. And uh, the Baron gives a bunch of stupid orders and like up, down, left, right, all the stupid crap that Wolfgang does. And then he ends up just slapping his hands, slapping Wolfgang's hands. <laughs> and Mike tells the boys not to let on that anything's wrong with the car. So Baron tells Wolfgang that he's got to go over there. And Wolfgang asks what he's waiting for. And then he says, You're standing on my foot. We'll give you the first one. But, you know, <laughs> what's going on? Are they going to do a third one? It's going to be a rule of three thing. I believe so. I believe oh not, not to spoiler alert, but 
<laughs> Chekhov's foot standing. Yeah. <laughs> you might have the whole bingo card with that one with this episode. <laughs> so the Baron walks over to Crumpets, and he says that he sees he's having trouble with his car. And Crumpets says that he sees that the Baron is having trouble with his accent. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike says there's nothing wrong with the car and Baron asks then why is the engine blown up to smithereens and Mike says well that's what makes it faster and he starts to show him why and then they start to like mess with the car and Crumpets is like visibly like please stop just please stop <laughs> again why do why do you bring them in like he's freaking out these guys don't know what they're doing with his car but he he did Davies I assume Davy's grandfather rused Crumpets and told him that <laughs> no no they can do anything don't worry about it he hates that crumpets guy for for real. I guess so, man. Out of all the people he has in his auto racing circle, he decided to go with the word of these musicians from one of their grandfathers. <laughs> Come on. So Mickey says that the car is in perfect tune, and he and Baron get into this yes it is, no it isn't back and forth for way too long. And then Mickey hits the Baron on his helmet with a tuning fork. And he says, B flat. The Baron laughs and says that he'll see them on the race tomorrow and tells Wolfgang to go. And he says he can't. Why? You're standing on my foot. Oh. Two wow. in the same scene. <laughs> like, did he even wait a little bit? It's just, oh, man. God damn. Did, was this super hilarious? Like, when, <laughs> when they did this and kept doing it through the episode, were people like losing their minds with hilarity? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who's on first for the first time? And, <laughs> It's like no, it's no, it's who's on foot. Yeah, who's on foot? Yeah, Jesus. So Baron gets off his foot, and then they march out of there. And Peter says, "Well, we fooled them." <laughs> and Mike says, "There's only one problem." And Davy says, "How can he get the engine back together?" I was just gonna say that. That's an problem. And then they share this like little like moment, like they're actually <laughs> having a moment together. <laughs> brief, brief moment of fun. Yeah. And then Crumpets does not look happy. And I don't blame him. He's, he, he makes terrible life decisions. Yep. So Mickey is like thumping a funnel on the engine a bunch of times <laughs> and tells Davey to hit it. And he does. And the car runs for a second and then dies. And everyone's bummed. And Mickey says, darn. And he hits the car with his fist. And then it starts to run. And oh. Crumpet says it's running better than it ever has. And uh, think, they need I to... Think, s- uh... I think that was a demonstration of Mickey's innate Fonzie powers. <laughs> right there, yes. <laughs> Very true. They should have picked Mickey, man. It would have been so weird, dude. Like, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine seeing, like, cool Mickey. Like, Mickey's cool, 60s cool. I don't know if Mickey's cool, <laughs> 50s cool. <laughs> yeah, Fonz, Fonzie was, like, ostensibly, like, like maybe a, an older teenager or a young 20s. And, like, I guess Mickey was, like, 30-ish? No. I don't know. Probably around. Might not have worked. Either way. Then maybe maybe Mickey would have been on Barry. Who knows? Yeah, I also feel that, uh, uh, like, Henry Wrinkler didn't look like a spring chicken when he was Fonzie <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, already half-bald Ron Howard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> My brother needs a job. Can we help him out? No. Well, I guess I got to direct something. <laughs> Imagine he became a director just so Clint could get work. Oh my god! <laughs> so anyway, Crumpet says they need to celebrate, and he summons the butler to go get some tea. And Davy can't hear, and he says, "What's that? It's a drink." No, I didn't mean that. Forget it. He does it so well <laughs> that you almost feel like Davy was over. The, I feel like all of them were over this episode, the whole time. Yeah, like like up. A, 
compared to like the previous episode, which was done, you know, at the start of the year, before the tour, before the albums, before headquarters came out, before they finished working on Pack and Jay, like to do all that and then come back to the show. Yeah. Must have been like going back to high school after the prom. And I, this again is like, no, we were kind of over this part. Yeah, man. So back at the Nazi garage, Baron says that they have to kidnap Crumpets and the monkeys <laughs> so there won't be anyone to drive the car. That's that's it. That's the whole scene. Go back to Crumpets and everyone's drinking tea. And Crumpets asks Peter if he'd like another spot of tea. And Peter says, that's okay. I have a few spots already on his shirt. And... uh the only one who seems to be trying to have some fun is Peter. <laughs> I've, I've, that's how it seemed to me anyway. Fair enough. He's probably baked. Yeah, yeah, probably. So the butler starts to spray mist all over them, and Mickey asks what it is, and Crumpet says that it's there for atmosphere. It's London mist, and like actual London mist. And Davy says that it smells more like Liverpool to him. Notice Davy put a little hint of uh, Liverpudlian on his accent. Yes. He, he, he mentioned Liverpool there. <laughs> yeah. It smells like Liverpool to me. Suddenly, the Baron and Wolfgang are there wearing gas masks, and they start to spray knockout gas into the room. And so Crumpet says that it's starting to smell like Manchester, and Mike says that that's L.A. smog. Then they all start to <laughs> cough, and no one notices the two dudes in gas masks spraying shit all over them, like right beside them. <laughs> Don't get, they're so into this tea in the London mist. And then they all pass out. So the Baron and Wolfgang try to talk to each other, but they can't hear anything, so they take their masks off. And uh, Wolfgang says that he was saying he couldn't breathe with the mask on, which is very topical. A lot of people bitching about that in recent years. <laughs> I, I thought they were going to knock themselves out. I thought they were going to take the masks off too early, and then they were also going to pass out. But mm. they didn't. They, they somehow... It already dissipated by the time they took their masks off. <laughs> and so they grab Crumpets and Mickey, and they drag them out the door. Although Mickey and Crumpets' legs are walking with them, too. <laughs> They're not really being dragged. They're <laughs> just kind of helping them walk. So back at the Nazi garage, Crumpets and Mickey are tied to chairs, and Baron is asking if they know why they're there. And Mickey says something that I couldn't, I couldn't hear it. I didn't know what he said. Oh. I don't know why. It just didn't come through for me. I think it was a joke. I suppose you're wondering why we brought you here. Uh, let's see. How about you're going to award me the Blue Max? And the Baron lays out his plans to Crumpets and Mickey for some reason. And he says that if he wins the race, the Klutzmobile will become the most famous car in the world. And and then, then it really sounds like they both say Sieg Heil. Like, it, they put the hands up and everything. It's, Man. Eh, I don't know. Crumpets tells Baron that Mickey isn't a mechanic. Now that's enough out of you, Gappy. Well, I haven't said anything else. <laughs> and so Baron then tells Wolfgang to gag Crumpets. There's enough gags in this show already. You got that right, Crumpets. Boy. And at least the Baron wasn't standing on Wolfgang's foot when he told to gag Crumpets, which I totally thought he was going to do. So <laughs> Mickey tells Baron that there's nothing he can do to him that will make him cooperate. And Baron asks, what about physical torture? And Mickey says, you got yourself a mechanic. But really... This is the best bet for Crumpets because Mickey's just going to ruin Baron's car because he has no idea what he's doing. So Crumpets should be like, yeah, he's the best mechanic in the world. You, you, you want him. <laughs> and so back at Crumpets, the boys are just waking up and the butler apologizes and says that he made the tea same as always. <laughs> he thinks that's the tea that knocked him out. But Mike says that they were doped. Then he realized that Mickey and Crumpets are missing. They're gone. 
So back at the Nazi garage, Mickey's sitting in the Baron's car and Baron says that he'll be able to analyze it better if he hears it. And he tells him to turn it on. And uh, so Mickey turns on the radio and Baron says that there isn't a radio or a tape deck or a live band in the car, but the music and the music is driving him crazy. So Mickey changes it to like a classical kind of station. And Wolfgang says that this isn't bad. And Baron says, well, for the radio, it isn't bad, but for a car, it stinks. Like, I don't know. Does that mean like the car should be playing? I don't, I don't know. This is a tough one. Yeah. Slogging through this. <laughs> so Wolfgang calls Baron over to the periscope and he sees that the boys are walking out of crumpets and heading right towards them. He goes over to Mickey, who's, who's now tied up with a gag in his mouth. So there must have been a time jump between uh, him bitching about the radio and getting to the periscope because suddenly <laughs> Mickey's out of the car into a chair tied up with a gag in his mouth. Why? Nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yeah. And so he asks Mickey if he promises not to cry out if he takes the gag off, and Mickey nods. He takes the gag off, and Mickey starts screaming. And the Baron asks, why would he do that? He trusted him. When the chips are down, you can't trust anybody these days. So the boys walk into the Nazi garage, and uh, Baron tells Wolfgang to get rid of them. And Peter finds Mickey's tuning fork on the ground. And Wolfgang says, like, uh, no one is allowed in there unless they're part of the Klutzmobile gang. And uh, Peter says, well, this is Mickey's tuning fork. And he taps it on his head. And he recognizes it as B-flat. But Wolfgang says it's his tuning fork and that it's an A. Then Mike hits himself on the head with the fork. He says B-flat. Wolfgang says they're all wrong. But then Davey bangs it on his head. And he says, Wolfgang is right. It's an A. Then Mike protests. And Davey says he was joking. It's obviously a B-flat. Because it says so right on the fork. And uh, Wolfgang says that that's the name of the manufacturer. (laughs) Which is pretty funny. That is sort of cute. That's a good one. That's something you'd actually try to do in that situation. Well, no, 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 no. It's something a teenager would try to throw at you. Some (laughs) some nonsense. So Peter hits Wolfgang in the head, and then Wolfgang harmonizes with the fork, and Peter says, Your pitch is lousy, but you have a pretty good voice. If we don't find Mickey, would you like to join a group? (laughs) Oh, man. Peter, always forward thinking. (laughs) And uh, Wolfgang considers it before snapping into asshole mode, and he tells him to go. And Mike says he knows that Mickey and Crumpets are here. And Davey says that he's going in and nothing can stop him. And then Wolfgang pulls out a gun. Gun. Yay. <laughs> and Davey has a change of heart, obviously. Uh, the boys are not too cool with the gun and even make reference to the uniform not being cool as well. Before the scene goes any farther, man, what is this gun thing? Well, now, now just a minute. we got to have the gun. After all, it's a prop. That's horrible, Put man. that it's away. It's bad enough that you're with the uniform. And, and all the guns gun on television and everything? Bad enough we have a tuning fork. Like, like, they're trying to point out, like, this is inappropriate right now. But it's like, dude, you've had guns in, like, 90% of the episodes. And now in, like, five from the uh, end, you're like, wait a minute. This isn't cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Baron shows up, and the boys get really scared of him for some reason. I don't understand. And then uh, he tells Wolfgang that he told them to get rid of him. And Wolfgang says, Yeah, but you didn't tell them. And he asks what they want, and they say nothing. And they're all like super scared, and they, they split super fast. Wolfgang says that they're suspicious. And Baron tells them that it doesn't matter as long as they don't know where the evidence is. Wolfgang asks where it is, and Baron says to follow him. And they march over to two stacks of tires, and they take the top one off, revealing crumpets in Mickey's heads. So they've like put, they're trapped within these tires. Wolfgang says that they should try to trade them to the Yankees and get Werner back or something like that. 
And uh, Mickey says, No, not a chance. Yankees haven't made a good trade since they won the pennant in 64. And then they put the tires back <laughs> to cover them up. And Barron says that they will not trade them to anyone, but keep them as long as they'll be useful to them. And when the race begins, they no longer need them. They'll be disposed of. Ooh, vicious. So Mike, Davey, and Peter are beside the car, and it's ready to go, but they don't, they don't have anyone to drive it. And Davey says that he's a British subject, so maybe the racing committee will let him drive the car. I don't understand what that has to do with anything, because apparently Mickey was supposed to drive the car. So, whatever. So... The boys, uh, we cut to the boys talking to a hockey referee who's apparently moonlighting as a racing committee member. <laughs> this is Don Kennedy. And he says that it's all right with him, but one thing. I don't think he'll be able to see over the wheel. It seems like this entire scene was just for that joke. <laughs> just for yet another Davy short joke. Yeah. So back at Crumpus Garage, Davy's in the driver's seat and Mike asks how he feels. And he says that he feels a little high. So Mike grabs the phone book that's underneath Davey and takes out a big chunk of pages and puts it back. And Davey's ready to go. At the Nazi garage, Baron is freaking out at Mickey and says that he ruined the engine. And Mickey says no. Anything he can take apart, he can put back together. And then he asks for a needle and thread. Or any glue. Or clay. A band-aid. Spit on his finger. (laughs) So he's got nothing. So Wolfgang is looking through the periscope and calls Baron over. And Baron sees that Davey's driving the car and he gets mad, but Crumpet starts to make noise and Wolfgang says that he's been gagged for so long he can't breathe. And Baron says he can't stand that racket and orders Wolfgang to take off the gag. Crumpet tells Baron that he's never going to get away with this and Baron says, The first words out of your mouth and they're nasty. Gag him again. (laughs) So Mickey, who's now tied up again somehow, he says to Crumpet, You sure got a lousy part. (laughs) Which is so true. Oh, man. He's got a gag in his mouth half the time. He's stuck in tires. He's tied to a chair. He's got nothing. And uh, so Baron's trying to think of a way to get the car running. And a quick cut to Davey driving. Curse you, Rick Baron. And then cut back to Baron. Shortest scene in the world. And uh, Baron <laughs> asks Wolfgang what they should do. He said he's going to use a public address system to call the monkeys to them. And then they'll steal the engine. And then the Baron loves that idea. And he says he's going to do the announcement himself because they'll recognize Wolfgang from his accent. So Peter and Mike are polishing the car and Baron calls them to the media stand or something like that. And uh, so they take off and Baron and Wolfgang come into the garage and uh, Baron hops into the car. So Mike and Peter come back and the car is missing. It's gone. So it's like a few scenes right there. In the same place, just like people leaving, people coming back, that kind of thing. So at the Nazi garage, Baron and Wolfgang take out the engine. And uh, Wolfgang says that they're the best mechanics in the world. Crumpet says that they're putting the engine in backwards. And Baron tells Wolfgang to gag him again. You flew all the way to Hollywood for this part? Oh, man. But for real. By the way, I think think we set a record for the number of times the... uh, phrase nazi garage has appeared in anything i really hope you're right so uh, the referee then tells peter and mike that he can't let them race without a car and davy says that he's a really fast runner <laughs> and uh, the referee says that they need a car to race and davy says that they have a car the monkey mobile like of course of course the monkey mobile dude of course so when they leave, Mike says, See you later, shotgun. And I just love when Mike calls people shotgun. <laughs> I think it's, I, I try to work it into myself in my own life, and it just doesn't work right. 
Nah. I'm still doing it, though. Still trying. Atta boy. So uh, Baron tells Wolfgang to shoot one of the dudes when the starting gun goes off. And after the race, when everybody's cheering, he can shoot the other one because no one will hear it. Man, oh, man. So Baron says in 20 minutes, the Klutzmobile will be the most famous car in history. It's a pretty quick race, <laughs> a little 20-minute race. <laughs> and uh, so he gets in the car and tries to start it, but it won't start. And Baron asks Wolfgang for a push. So now we're on the track and the drivers are told to get into the starting grid. Mike tells Dave that while he's on the track, Peter and him will go looking for crumpets and Mickey. And Davey asks where all the other contestants are. And Baron tells him that there are no other contestants because they've all been sabotaged. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, my. Then a, a girl in a black and white checkered skirt walks by and the referee rips the skirt off her to use as a flag. And this is Valerie Karras, a big, big monkeys extra. She's been yes. around a lot. I think we've talked about her before. Oh, yeah. So in the Nazi garage, Wolfgang is counting down, but Mickey keeps messing him up. Ten, nine. No, no, wait, no. Ten, uh, after ten comes eleven. Nine, 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 nine. Not nine, nine. That's nine, nine. No, ten, eleven. All right, all right. Ten, eleven, four, three, two. Wolfgang is about to shoot crumpets. Mike and Peter burst in, and they (laughs) chase Wolfgang around in the most half-handed, like, lame chase in the world. No one's into it. Except for maybe Wolfgang. I think he's trying to, to get another call to some other NBC series. Uh, yeah, for sure. So at the track, the referee waves the flag and his pants fall down, and the two cars zoom off. We've got footage of the monkey mobile in action, and it's awesome. Just the monkey mobile is always awesome. And the two cars <laughs> race around the Hollywood Hills, and, like, the monkey mobile is in the lead with the Barons close behind. Then they're neck and neck. Baron takes the lead, and then Baron throws a newspaper out, and it gets stuck on the monkey mobile windshield. And then it, Davey nearly goes over a cliff, but he, he stops in time, escapes that. Then the Baron throws a tire out of the, out of the, the car. Da- Davey narrowly misses it, but the tire rolls down the hill, and then the, the, the track like hairpins back. And then, so the tire gets in the way of Baron, who swerves and hits a tree. And then the monkey mobile pulls into the winner's circle and Davey won the race, right? Amazing. Which leads us to monkey's romp, right? But did you also think the monkey's romp was going to have the race footage involved with it? It kind of, right? yeah, yeah. They kind of seem like that's what they do when they have to show this kind of thing going on. It's during a romp. So, yeah. they, cause, but they had like spy music playing, like, like mm. James Bond, Austin Powers kind of spy music. So for the monkey's romp, we've got What Am I Doing Hanging Round. Great tune. Great tune. Solid tune. So we see uh, Peter and Mike are dancing around a tied-up Crumpets and Mickey. Davey's driving and reading the paper that hit him in the face. Then Davey's walking around with like a hubcap as a steering wheel, pretending to drive. Wolfgang holds up a sign that says stop, and then Peter shows up with a sign that says go. The boys chase each other around. Crumpets ask Peter to untie him. And he does, but then Peter ends up getting tied up himself. There's a lot of chasing and dancing. Mike and Peter yawning. That tells you a lot right there. Uh, Baron Wolfgang goose-stepping. And uh, Peter and Davey give the Nazi salute again. Not cool. Not cool, boys. Craziness. And uh, then they all start to dance around. Obviously, after you throw up a Nazi salute, you got to dance around. Davey and Peter take off uh, the Baron and Wolfgang's hats, and they give him love beads instead. Slow motion of them throwing flowers around. Davey getting kissed after the race. Uh, Bob Rafelson shows up. And then we get the classic title card. 
says world's oldest flower child. <laughs> and uh, Davy getting smothered by birds kissing him. And then there's a shot of Rafelson eating the flowers. Like everybody's throwing flowers around, but Rafelson's eating them. And Pete <laughs> And Mike is just looking at him and grinning, like, look at this freaking guy. <laughs> it's almost like Rafelson got super effed up, and they convinced him to come on camera for something, and then he's just being an effed up goofball. Yep. And then that's the end. That's the end of the episode. Yep. We end on the that's romp. It. And, uh, yeah, so that is uh, uh, Monkey's yeah, race on. little thing where they're like, oh, thanks. Thanks, Davey, for racing the race. Nothing. Just yeah. Enjoy the race. Do a tune. Credits. Let's go home. Yeah. And it's funny because the episode's called The Monkeys Race Again, but I don't know when they've raced before. <laughs> well, remember they raced in, a, was it the Texas one? Like motorbikes and stuff? Oh, Where maybe. they stayed at that hotel where the guy who plays Mr. Babbitt was uh, working. Oh, yeah. They were, they, they were racing in that, so they were racing again. And didn't Davey have to race? There's the horse something? race. <laughs> the horse race one. Yeah. See, there's there's been a few races. I guess so the, the the tone of the tone of the title is like the monkeys race again. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder why it was it got an AKA of leave the driving to us. Like I, I know the also, slogan. AKA the Nazi garage. Yeah. AKA phoned in. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's your episode right there. That's the whole thing. So. Overall thoughts, I got to say, this one felt very loose. And not like in the fun monkeys loose. Like in like... Nah. But nah. racing and spies and Nazis and... It just felt it feels, like a... Feels half-baked. Whatever costumes were around, let's let's make something out of this. And Yeah. Eh, I agree. The, the boys are like... You know, this is visibly like not super into it. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm, I'm now wondering, I'm wondering how these next few episodes are going to play out. Like, are, I always remember like near the end of the series, there were duds like this, but I'm wondering mm-hmm. how deadly they are going to the very end. Yeah. I know we got some cool parts coming up, but I'm just wondering. So anyways, down to the categories. Guns, you better believe it. Darn right. Darn tootin'. Um, highlight of the show for me. It's it's not a specific moment, but it's like the Peter and Peter and Mike were together a lot in this episode, and that's not something you see a lot. Just the two of them. It's a good point. So that's what I liked. I just like having the monkey mobile around because, as you've mentioned, like don't see it much, especially this season. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. Yeah, it's it's nice that it wasn't just like it was like an integral part of the episode as well. Yeah, it saved the day. It's, it's not immediate. Well. You know, remember, I think we talked about it first season, usually the monkey mobile is in pieces and that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. True enough. Yeah. For such a broke, broke band, they've got such a sweet pad and such a sweet ride. Fly, fly ride, man. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So um, was there a monkey's ruse? Uh, Mainly in the way they made crumpets think that they knew how to fix cars. (laughs) (laughs) They're rusing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was it, I guess. Um, yeah. Bunch of fourth wall breaks. Um, all of the they're gones, it's gones. Yes. Um, this music is driving me crazy when Baron says it. Um, <laughs> when Mickey says, when the chips are down and does his little speech, he's looking right at the camera. Yep. And yep. all the things, uh, Mickey making references to Crumpet's part sucking. <laughs> That's 
<laughs> um, there's only one musical moment. What am I doing hanging around? Yep. So that's the best one. Classic monkeys moments. Uh, the boys get scared by the butler. Um, the, the monkey scare. Got to have one of those here and there. Yep, yep. The standing on my foot gag runs itself into the ground in this episode. <laughs> uh. All of the they're gones, the it's gones. Yeah. Got that kind of stuff. Um, I guess we could even say, like, pausing it and then having words superimposed up. That's like. That was, that's a way throwback because they just stopped doing that. Man, that's a royal flush. That goes back to the first episode ever <laughs> that we saw. Um, so, like, like, we talked about all the the monkey elements in the last episode. It's true, there was. And there are a lot of monkey elements in this episode, but that's. <laughs> the the monkey elements do not necessarily make a good monkey episode. No, exactly. Yeah, just because they're there doesn't mean you're stoked about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, what wouldn't fly in 2022? Definitely the Nazi stuff. I think <laughs> there is a lot of Nazi references that I don't think uh, would yeah. fly. Like, yeah, it would be like a non-specific, made-up, like Sokovia-type country. Yeah. <laughs> not, uh, you know. Like, uh, oh, remember in Mighty Ducks when the bad guy was Iceland? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a less controversial place. Yeah, exactly. Iceland, they're known for really mixing it up. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Four, that ain't. No, no. That's Rocky Six. <laughs> it's over, Rock. <laughs> what do you mean, Mick? The Rocky series, please. Stop it. Ain't a sequel on Earth gonna save you now. <laughs> so, sliding to the did you knows. Mm. The Klutzmobile was one of six Shelby Cobra Daytona coupes. There's only six made in the world. And oh, if you have seen the movie uh, Ford versus Ferrari, this is that car that was made mm. to beat Ferrari in the 64 65 World Sports Car Championships. Come on. And it's crazy, they got one of them. To be in this episode to play a piece of garbage. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Oh, the most recent one that was sold, it was in 2015 for $7.25 million. <laughs> So Dang. And that's not because the car it was. It was because it was in this episode. That's why it was a piece of monkey memorabilia. Get it out of town. <laughs> um, another funny thing is Mickey actually worked as a mechanic between acting jobs in his real life prior to, to coming on to the monkeys. Come on. Craziness. Did you know that a few days before they started shooting, Davy Jones quietly got married? Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Interesting. So so there's that. And this was the uh, the last complete Monkeys episode produced. Really? I didn't know that. Yes. So like really ending with like a kind of a, a whimper. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know it was going to be the last one. Maybe there were some that sort of like got half-assed did. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe just the show itself kind of, no pun intended, petered out. <laughs> maybe they kind of were phoning it in because they didn't want to do a good job because they didn't want to do more episodes. Uh, I don't know if they'd uh, <laughs> intentionally shoot themselves in the foot like that. But it's interesting because the vibe is like, Man, we're doing the music thing now, and then we got this goofy show. We get, yeah, let's get rid of the goofy show, but yeah, like we've 
like we've addressed that the show is what made them special and that was their advantage yeah exactly they could promote the songs and present them right to the people smiles on their faces not every band got to do that and without the show they were just another band yeah but also it could have also been how the show was also the thing keeping them from being taken as legitimate musicians which is what Mm. they wanted to do so we've got to distance ourselves which is what head was right head was pretty much yeah or tried to be so william glover who played crumpets he has 55 credits he's done a lot of tv um some of the notables i guess star trek next generation he was on episode of dear john if you remember dear john and he was in an episode of fresh prince of bel-air Wow. Yeah. Making the rounds on the old NBC. Um, Stubby K, who played Wolfgang, he has 46 <laughs> credits. And for me, the thing I know most was he plays Marvin Acme in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, wild. Yeah. So he, That's awesome. He got to play Patty Cake with Jessica Rabbit, so I am jealous. Mm. Um, David Hurst, who was the Baron, 67 credits. A lot of TV one parts, like Charlie's Angels, The Man from Uncle, original Star Trek. Uh, Maurice Dallimore, the butler, 48 credits. Again, Bewitched, Batman, I Dream of Jeannie, bunch of one parts on television series. Valerie Karras, who played the checkered skirt girl, has seven credits to her name, but 14 episodes of The Monkees she's in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that's, if we... That's more than Monty even, isn't it? I think so, definitely. And I, I don't know if we addressed this before, but in Head, she plays like the girl who's going to jump. Like, the, I'm going to do it. That's that's, her. that's Valerie Cairns. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. And, and then at the next scene where Mike's holding her and they're giving money because they're betting on yeah, if she yeah, jump yeah. or not. And she played huh. Kitty on the Batman series. Mm. Yeah. And she did not act between 1971 and 2013. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. And what she did do is like a couple little short films and stuff in the, the huh. 21st century. So, yeah. All right. That's her. Okay. And... um. Don Kennedy, who played the referee slash uh, race car guy, whatever he was, he has 114 credits to his name, which is crazy. And uh, again, though, a lot of like Littlest Hobo, Bonanza, McHale's Navy. He's always a ref, occasionally umpire. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He plays Paul the Policeman in Monkeys a la Carte from the first season. No, so there you the go. referee of the streets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And the last thing he worked in was Messenger of Death in 1988. So there you have it. That's crazy. And yeah, and that is The Monkey's Race Again, a.k.a. Leave the Driving to Us, a.k.a. We're Phoning It In, a.k.a. Nazi Garage. <laughs> crazy. Wonderful. Crazy. And uh, whoop, I hear something in the distance. I don't think that's the monkey mobile roaring. It's time for everybody's favorite second half of the episode, the Randomatic Countdown featuring the Wool Hat of Mystery. You said it once again, Paco. And man, we are getting down to... The hat's getting light, isn't it? It is. We actually have to change things up because we have nine songs left in the hat. We've got six episodes, including today, to go through. We've got a couple specials coming in, like special hat polls coming in, plus some yeah. special episodes. But uh, So what we're going to have to do today is we're not pulling three songs. We're pulling two songs. So we get one Sorry, each. Folks. 
And we'll give you a, a third of your money back on the way out. Yeah, sorry about that. I was going to say we planned this wrong, but we really didn't. There's no other way to really plan. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. If we had only done two an episode, we'd have like 40 songs left. <laughs> Too many <laughs> like, songs. So today yeah. we're pulling 10. <laughs> so I think I go first this time. Yes, I believe you are correct. What do we have today? We have a favorite of yours, Shorty Blackwell. Oh, finally. (laughs) I'm feeling very bad today. A red balloon got in my way. It followed me around, but never touched the ground. What can I say? Okay, Shorty Blackwell from Instant Replay. See, now, I, I, it's, it's almost six minutes long. It's five minutes and 40 seconds. It's got to be the longest song of the classic era and maybe out of all the monkey songs. But the, the thing is, the first half, I really dig. Like, it's very different. It's got <laughs> some cool sounds. It's got cool melodies. And, yeah. and I do enjoy the first half of it quite a bit. Then it goes into that piano part, and then after that, it never quite finds its way back. It's spectacular. Like, it really indicates, like, just because you have complete creative freedom and you have access to, like, big bands. Like, there are horn players and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. People were put to work it's on this. It's a production. This. Yeah. And just because you have complete artistic freedom. Maybe you don't don't use all of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, maybe just for Mickey, it was a cool thing. Like he got to do this, and he got to have this orchestra, and got to do everything yeah. with it, or whatever. But no, I, I really like the first half, not so much the second half. And there is another version of it, like an <laughs> earlier version that's only like two and a half minutes long. I'm feeling very bad today. Another cat came in to stay. Wrong one again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Oh, I'm stop gonna... me as soon as I goof. Yeah, he's had this kicking around since like headquarters-ish, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. So and um, so I think that that happens with a number of songs, especially Mickey's. And um, but like the the line, "I'm feeling very bad today." I think that might have been the working title for the Instant Replay album because <laughs> yeah. every song is just bad news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like they're yeah, slogged down in something. But an awesome album cover, though. I think it's so cool. Love the cover. And I love a lot of the songs on this thing. Same. But just it's a downer. And like we've said, none of these songs make it on the show, even in the reruns. And like... Where would you put them? Yeah, exactly. That's why they're not. It's just, can you imagine for this one when they're running around and chasing Nazis? It's like, feeling very bad today. <laughs> okay. But as I said, I, I don't hate this song by any means. I, I really, really like the first half. So I remember you having an affinity for it back in the day when, whenever we've got our first. Uh, I don't know how we got our first copy of Instant Replay because this is not on the box set. And this is, I'm not sure you found it on a tape. I don't remember. I think I found it in one of the like, the, the re-releases that had like the, the monkey's cards with them and all that stuff. 
Like with the, oh, the yeah, clear yeah, spine, yeah. the yellow clear spine. Yes. My God, those are beautiful little CDs. They really are. I remember uh, my friend Phil and I, we went to Toronto with his grandmothers. We were supposed to go see a play and we got there and the, the play was canceled. It just wasn't happening. So we huh. just got to kick around Toronto. And that was like one of the first times I really went to Sam the Record Man. Yes. And it, if you don't know, Sam the Record Man was like a three-story like amazing, amazing record store in downtown Toronto. The outside had these big, huge like records that spun, like the lights made it look like they were spinning. Yeah, the neon light vinyl LPs, just yeah. like two stories high. Yeah, just the, amazing. The best. And I had never even yeah. heard of these CDs and they had like almost all of them. So I freaked out and I, I got like, which ones did I get? I got Instant Replay. I got um, Birds, the Bees and the Monkeys. Okay, yeah. And uh, and I got, and I believe headquarters. Oh, head. And I got head. Uh, Lucky oh, me, downtown Toronto. But nice uh, work. but uh, yeah. I think a couple of years before that, I went. I was at Sam's. That one in Toronto, and um, like those reissues hadn't come out yet. But that's right. Remember, I got the Birds, the Beats, the Monkeys. That was like imported from Japan. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, you couldn't read any of it, but it, it <laughs> yeah. had, like it was. It cost a few bucks, but it was very cool. And. Um, that was like the only CD of Birds and the Bees of the Monkeys I had seen at that point. Yeah. No, it was a, the greatest record store ever. Unreal. <laughs> so anyway, I feel I'm going to put this right after if I ever get to Saginaw again and right above Snowfall at number 87. Okay. So it's my turn to pick out a tune. This is the secret reason why we're only doing uh, two songs because it's... Shorty Blackwell ate up all the time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but okay, reach on in. See what you get. Pass me that hat, Paco. There's some jams, but there's Let's some see jellies. What we got. Ooh. Don't call on me. Don't call on me. That is a Don't Call on Me by the Monkeys from Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones, written by Mike Nesmith and John London. And this is actually an older song, like a pre-monkey song of Mike's. They kind of fixed up and put on the album. And uh, it even mentions on the back of the record that it was recorded at you know RCA Victor Studios in Hollywood and uh, Chicago. Because Nikki says they're in the... <laughs> the, the pump room high above Chicago, but they're not really at the pump room high above Chicago. It's all. And now, from the elegant pump room of a magnificent Palmer house high over Chicago, asking that musical question. That's awesome. Just uh, audio magic, I, but you know. I love how it opens up with all of them like hanging out and chatting. It's almost like they're just like sitting around and somebody picks up some instruments and they just start, Mike just starts singing. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's a great song. And like, and this is just, it just kind of has a complete, kind of vibe and a feel to it. Like a lot of the songs on this record compared to Headquarters, it's not just them goofing around the studio. Like this is music. Like yeah. you got uh, Eddie Ho, fast Eddie Ho on the percussion like he is on much of these songs and Chip on the bass. And uh, apparently Bob Rafelson plays the piano. Really? Yeah. I read that, Pe- about that Peter Tork does the organ solo. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's all hands so, on yeah. deck. And um <laughs> So very cool. And uh, I think we're going to see it in uh, one of the last few episodes coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Ooh, nice. Nice. 
It is a great little, like a good vibe song to put on. Like Mike's singing perfect. Like the band is radical. The, the tune is great. Yeah, I, I really like this song a lot. It's very, very calming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. And um, yeah, Mike kind of co-wrote this with John London, who he would work with in the First National Band. And uh, yeah, and he was uh, like a longtime friend of the Monkees, chipping in on their albums over the years. Fantastic. So yeah, this is like a deeper cut on obviously a very you know <laughs> important album for the Monkees, most people's favorite. Not necessarily one of the people's favorite tunes, but well, I I like it. I agree. And it's just it's one of those tunes, you know that that record, man. It's it's, it's a two sider. Definitely, and it, it it's also a song like. When we first pulled it, I, I recognized it, but I was like, I can't place it in my mind. And then as soon as it starts, I was like, oh, of course, yes, this song is fantastic. <laughs> so it's one of those kind of songs. Yeah, and it appears uh, second last on the album, on side two, right before, between Daily Nightly and Star Collector. Oof. You got this. So that's kind of a neat little uh, ride out. With, uh, that is. That's a great. The different sounds. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, so where do you think you're going to put it here in the uh, Randomatic Countdown? Great question, cuz. You know what? Let's tuck it in between. Because <laughs> it reminds me, because it plays a similar role as uh, Early Morning Blues and Greens. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put it right above Early Morning Blues and Greens. Our new number 75 is uh, Don't Call on Me. Nice. That's a good spot for it. All right, and that's a wrap on the hat for this week. Yeah, it seems so quick. It's very interesting it doing only two, but hey, that's the that's the way the wool hat bounces. <laughs> I can't believe we're almost at the end of this thing all around. You know what I mean? It's crazy. I was I was thinking about like monkeys versus machine and that stuff, <laughs> and all, and and just how much they change from those episodes, like especially to like this episode. <laughs> yes. All right, so that was a a very interesting episode, uh, I assume, of the podcast and of the Monkey Show itself. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah, it's it's everything's different. The show is different. Only two songs in the wool hat. It's it's so crazy, so crazy. <laughs> but anyway, we hope you all enjoyed it. I had a good time as always. Likewise, Paco. Likewise. Excellent. All right, everyone. So from me, Paco. And me, Jeff. Have yourselves a monkey's little evening. Thank you. Bye-bye.